and the kids go to bed. Her second book was a relation to like bring you closer and be like, are you in your heart? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh. Welcome to Coffee Confessions. guys happy monday um it's kind of weird to say happy monday with the episode we're going to bring to you this week and the upcoming weeks of october but if you did not know october is actually domestic violence awareness month and this is something i feel that really plagues the military community i'm sure Mm -hmm. it's all over the world but you know it's something you see a lot um, on the wife's page at least recently where we're at I've seen a lot of posts Me about too. this right and um, it's something that I have seen firsthand like in um, my mom's relationships when I was little or um, even when I was in high school I was in a really bad relationship where things were not normal and thankfully you know things didn't go bad but um they could have so this week we just want to talk to you guys about what's to come and just a few things that are kind of on our hearts in on this topic because um you know coffee if it is something that needs awareness <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we have a platform and we're gonna bring that awareness i mean we talk about human trafficking we talked about the things that happened in afghanistan so you know we never shy away from a tough topic i mean we've talked about infertility and things like that addiction so especially what- in light of recent events with the whole gabby petito case right i think a lot of people are kind of like maybe open their eyes a little bit more to domestic violence, you know, because I know it was, I don't know. I feel like something happens. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's like trafficking, because I swear in 2020, you heard a lot more about trafficking than you Mm -hmm. do now. Crickets. But um, like when something big happens, you see a lot. It trends, right? Yeah. Like it's a sad word to say trending, Mm -hmm. right? But it's Mm -hmm. almost, that's what it is. And you see so many people like sharing and you'll see people like, we posted a poll in our stories and it was the most interaction I think we've ever gotten. But we asked if you guys followed the case and I swear over like 150, 200 people voted yes. There was very slim to none that voted no. But it was just like, it's crazy that so many, I think especially as women, when you see like that, you're just kind of drawn to it in the way mm-hmm. that like, oh my gosh, I, I need to get help her get safe. Like, yeah. I need to know what happened. I hope she's safe more in that way instead right. of the kind of aspect like thriller, I guess. Like, oh, what is this? What's happening yeah. next? What's this? Yeah. What's that? It's more so like I couldn't imagine if that was me. And we've had friends that, you know, it's happened to. It happens in my family's, um, you know, relationships that I've seen. And to me, it's just mind-blowing. Like it's right. – it's crazy. And so many people are so quick to say, just like, leave the situation. But when you sit down and you talk to a survivor of domestic abuse, it's not that simple. Like, it's right. just, there's so many things tied into it. Right. And we we have never personally, I've never personally been the victim of domestic violence, but we thought it would be a great way to share some light in case you need the courage to leave or yeah. in case you feel alone that you left and now your whole life is ruined or right. whatever it may be we're going to bring you three stories from three survivors that we can that we personally know have known some of the sweetest people on the planet but um we thought it might encourage you or empower you and even if you've never been in a domestic violence situation maybe this will open your eyes instead of just like I said, oh, just leave the situation. There's more to it. And you're yeah. like, how can I help? How can I be there? Like, 
What do you need from me? Yeah, I had heard somebody say once before that it's really hard to watch someone go through that because you feel really helpless as a friend, but also to never be like, I can't support you if you don't leave, right? You have to, if you're going to be somebody's friend, you have to be there fair weather or, or not. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, well, you're getting emotionally abused or you're getting physically abused. And I just can't put myself in that and not be there for you anymore. Like we want to be the voice that says, Hey, I might not be able to help you, but I want you to know that I'm in your corner, right? I'm, I'm, I can't, I don't know the right way to get you out of the situation you're in, but I hope that in the next three weeks and the rest of October, that we are able to light a fire. If you need to be that support person for somebody, or if you need this for yourself to be like, okay, I'm ready to go because not, I don't know if everybody knows this, but it usually takes people that are in a domestic violence situation at least seven times to leave, to try to leave until they, it finally sticks. Um, I've, <laughs> I've been watching Made over the weekend. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix, <laughs> but I, I decided to watch it. And it, it, it's based around a domestic violence um, situation where she leaves. And um, there's a ton of information in it, but I can see how it could be almost triggering for somebody who has lived this life before. Um, personally, I have been in the middle of this before my mom, um, when she was, she's a, she was a very young mom. And when she was about 19, I want to say she was in a, in a, a marriage that was domestic violence. It was, you know, like when you're little, you kind of have like those flashback of memories where it's like, I don't really know what was going on, but I kind of remember yeah. how I felt. Right. So I have those of uh, being little and remember being scared. And then I remember, I really, I remember one night being asleep and then being on the side of the road in a rainstorm, like in the, like in her vehicle, in her truck and her hands were on her steering wheel and she was crying And then the next memory I have is waking up at my grandma's house. And years and years later, I asked my mom, like, what what was this memory I have? What was going on? (laughs) And she finally told me that, um, well, that's when I left so-and-so. And And, um, I left him because my mom was in the shower and this man held a gun to my mom's head. She was 19 years old, held a gun to her head and said, if you ever leave me, I will kill you. I will find you and I will kill you. And she was about mm, a few weeks postpartum of having twins. And thank God, I thank God every day for her strength to be able to just say, like, I have to get my kids out of this because I never, I mean, I may not be here today if she didn't have that strength to leave, you know? So um, I think that's when a lot of women kind of find their courage where like, They'll stay if it's just them, you know, it's like, well, I love him and I'm going to stay because he's going to get better and I believe him and stuff like that. But I think once you finally have a child in the situation, you finally realize like, okay. That your like child is in danger. Yeah. It's a whole different situation. Right. But I I think it's, it's so easy for like an outsider looking in, right? Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. for, for instance, if Dwight ever laid a hand on you, I would go batshit crazy. I know he can (laughs) kick my ass, but like that wouldn't like, it would infuriate me and it would infuriate me that she wouldn't leave because I know there's a lot more to the situation, but as far, like the, the simple line of like outsider looking in, it's just like, he hit you, you leave when there's like 10 years of life here. There's four kids. I don't have an income of my own. Like, could you well, there's imagine? a whole bunch, right? Like your yeah. kids know, like he's never, he's a great dad. He's never yeah. hurt his children. Like there's kids involved. There's like, you know, you're in a place you don't know. There's just so many things involved. And so yeah. I think that's when it comes to being like, 
I've never personally been the victim. I've seen it in some of the relationships in my families. And to me, I'm just like mind blown. I'm like, just leave. Right. You're you're not good together. Just leave. Like I understand that until I came and met a friend. Well, a few friends and they kind we've talked about it and, you know, it's kind of been like, well, this is why I did it. Like I, for there's so, there's just so many different aspects, right? The, The first person that you could marry, like, he would never show a sign and then maybe mm-hmm. it was PTSD or maybe it was yeah. an accident or maybe he just got hooked on something and his whole personality changed and like there's this faith or like this hope that you're holding on to it's like this wasn't the man I married he's gonna get better right, right? and yeah. there's just so many so many instances it's hard to say like this is what you do this yeah, is how or this you is, do or it. like this is what causes it because I think uh, the scary thing about being a woman is sometimes we're always looked down on as like we are prey in a way like oh you're like you're weak right so you never know when that flip could switch like you just said like d and i have been married 10 years but you know four deployments later as a military spouse i'm not going to lie i i have this like low-key fear that like one day that ptsd will will um emerge in a bad way you know and what happens then to me and my kids or something and you well, know and a like lot of times fear yeah. from the military community right so yeah. many of them have ptsd like other i know you know other things can cause it and maybe work related or whatever but in the military that is like the biggest yeah. stem stem yeah. of it if your husband deploys or anything happens that's like such a big stem so i feel like that's like a a hovering fear over their community yeah. and it's kind of like I feel that you feel that you know that and it's kind of like how that's why when we see it on the pages you will see wives pages there's so much drama and I will I'll say it that there is a few people who might be say you know what is it catty comments or whatever mm-hmm. on those those posts but 90% of the time those wives pages will rally against a domestic yeah. violence, yeah. you know, survivor. Or if they see something, my husband laid hands on me or something immediately. There's so many people so quick to come stay at my house. I don't know you yeah. from kingdom come, but you can stay at my house. Get right. out of there. Like I, I will help you tell me what you need. You know, please somebody reach out to her something like that. And that's what I can say about those wives pages that they will rally in times like that. They may yeah, be shady definitely. the rest of it, but when, <laughs> Yeah, don't ask for a grocery store recommendation, but, you <laughs> <Shut> know. <up>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, like Cody said, we you feel like a prey. And I, I talked about this on our stories the other day, and I actually talked about it to Cody a few months back because I was going to Costco and just I'm paranoid as it is. So if you end up on the like same aisle as me like twice, I'm like sweating. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just freaked out. And so um, – I was driving to Costco and this car, like, I'm I'm sure going his own places or whatever. But to me, like, I was, like, keeping watch of the things, you know. You're at a stoplight. You yeah. kind of watch around your, you know, make sure nobody's, like, going to run up to your car or something like that. But he, like, followed me for, like, a good mile. Obviously, probably going to Costco, too. <laughs> but for <laughs> me, it was, like, this man has then made the same five turns that I did, like, how ironic is that? Okay, he's turning again. Okay, he's speeding up. Okay, he's in the same line. And I told Cody, I was like, we're doing an episode on this because how many times has that happened? Like, right. you see somebody turn down or you see somebody on the same aisle or something like that and you just get like this fear. And I don't want to say like you're walking around fearful all the time, but it's kind of like I am a target, whereas my husband's yeah. not really, but right. I am, especially when you have kids. Like, I'll have to tell my daughter, I'm like, we don't do this. We thought about going to – 
you know, take a hike and taking pictures or whatever. And she was like, we'll go, we'll go do this and do that. And I was like, it's not really safe. Like we yeah. have to make sure we're safe. We have to make sure there's people that can see us or can hear us because I'm only so big and I'm not very well, big at all. <laughs> yeah. And I think the scary part is, you know, the world has changed so much since what we grew up in. So I think you know, back in the nineties when we were growing up, domestic I violence think people and, are braver too. Yeah. If you heard that happening, it was kind of, you know, uh, I don't want to say like it was like not happening, but I, I guess maybe it just wasn't as like, we didn't have the out, like the outlets that we have now to like, like show what's happening like hey so-and-so did this like now like now you know there are so many people that will say like so-and-so in so-and-so unit at so-and-so place hits yeah. his wife you know and and I think you know I if you're gonna put your hands on a woman then you better take what's coming to you when she blasts you for it but you know when we were growing up I, it wasn't really something you heard a lot about at least I didn't I didn't really realize that like men hit their wives and and not to say that women don't hit their husbands it happens too and so in 2021 it's like you live in this heightened sense of like paranoia where it's like Mm -hmm. okay somebody coming after my kids is somebody coming after me is today going to be the day that my husband snaps is this good you know the military life is so stressful and so many of them like Felicia said deal with PTSD and you'd never know what is going to trigger that and honestly um until you have been in the military community, the outsiders don't really understand what PTSD is. It, it, it's not really what you see on the movies and stuff like that. I, I, I don't feel. And when when things get bad, they get they go from zero to one hundred bad. And you know, living in Fayetteville, you saw this a lot, where it was a ton of murder suicides and stuff like that mm-hmm. from these soldiers that were. Just I mean, in our community, there was somebody who locked himself in the house with a gun and there was like a whole, remember that? Yeah. And it was at night and it was like a whole thing. And oh, it was in the afternoon and it went into the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But it was like, it was a long whole house hostage. Wasn't it his like his kid or something like that? I can't even remember. His kids were in the house. His wife was on the outside. I think the wife went to the grocery store and or something like that. And he locked himself in the house with his kids with a gun and, uh, Mm It's just, it's so scary. And I think. Well, we did that one episode, right? We did the one episode on Fayetteville um, where Mm -hmm. he killed his wife here at um, here where we're stationed now. um, Back in February, a man killed his wife um, and he's at trial or going to trial now. Is it the one that was, they were off the cliff Uh, or is it here in Carson? It was here. It was the Carson soldier, I believe. Mm. I thought you were talking about the. The man and like up the up like an hour or two away. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was. It was a like I think it was a Fort Carson soldier. I mean, he could have been stationed somewhere else, but it was it's, a soldier here, and he like killed his wife and I think maybe a child. I can't remember. Or in front of his crazy. kids or something like that. It's so crazy because sometimes you sometimes you just don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen, and other times some of these poor women just this is normal to them. They're like, oh well. You know, we got to be, we've got to be quiet because, you know, we don't want to upset dad. And, you know, could you imagine just like always living on in, on eggshells because the person that you love so much, you can't, you're just so terrified to trigger them. Like it, it's, it's something that I'm so thankful for to be married to somebody so pure and kind hearted, but I don't 
take that like lightly. I, I've been surrounded by, you know, these situations where I'm like, okay, well, not everybody is blessed with the relationship that I have, you know, especially with somebody in the military. And I think that's something that we all can be grateful for. If you, yeah, like this, it's definitely not meant to be like, hey, walk around scared of your husband. No, no, <laughs> like, no, we don't no, mean no. that. Oh, no, not know, at all. Some, some struggle with it um, harder than others. My grandpa, he did two tours of Vietnam, um, and PTSD was just, it was a battle like every day for him. Yeah. For years upon years upon years. You never like know what it is. And it, it just like it affected him for the rest of his life. And it's so hard to see because you would never know. My grandpa was just like an amazing man. Like I love him so, so much. And till the day he died, like he battled with it. He would wake up in night sweats and fears and till he was 80, 90 years old. And it's just like you never know who it is, right? You never know yeah. who could be an abuser, who could flip, who could do this, who could do that. Um, some of our friends who have been survivors, I'm just like – I can't imagine you in that situation. Like you are the sweetest person on this planet. Like you're such a kind hearted soul. Like I just can't, I can't even begin to picture you there and to think of, you know, you sharing pictures and, you know, she showed me sentences and our text messages. And I'm just like, I'm just mind blown. Like how, how could you go through this for years? Like how, how could you endure that? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so hard to even put to words. And that's why we wanted to bring somebody who's actually gone through it because, you know, it's easy to say, and and we know it, we know it's easy to say, like, you've never been through it. You don't even know what you're talking about. We know it. And we're just kind of giving you like a buffer to what we think, you know, the best way that we can raise awareness. Um, You know, our children have never been trafficked. Thank God, you know, knock on wood, but um, we're still going to raise awareness for it and speak about it and do our research and as much as we can and, spread light from, you know, O-U-R. And we think in such a situation, um, some of the ones that we will be interviewing um, either were or are or something um, military related. So it's all military affiliated to tie it into our <laughs> niche. Um, yeah. Into the, you know, it's not like we're pulling people from random. It's like, They've they've seen the PTSD. They've been affected by the PTSD, or yeah. you know, this Addiction, happened to them. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They. There. It's just. It's going to be an eye opening month. <laughs> I think. I think so too, and I think because um, a lot of people when they think domestic violence, they automatically think that somebody's being like beat or hurt physically, um, but there's. There are a ton of other things, you know, there's emotional abuse. I mean, even if your husband is like withholding finances from you so that you can't buy groceries and things like that, that is a form of abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are so many things that happen. And I'm telling you, I, I, if you are on a wife's page, I'm weekly, almost weekly, I see something like, oh, well, my husband's not giving us money for food. Our husband's not giving us money for this or my husband calls me fat and ugly and all this stuff and it's just like you know the girl power in you is like you know like Felicia said like get the hell out of there what are you talking like what are you why would you ever settle for that but also like the 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 logical side of my brain is like okay but if that were you like your car is financed in your husband's name you don't have an income enough to pay for you know you and your children where would you go you're at least 12 hours away from any of your family and on top of that like you know you've been married so long 
they usually know like, oh, well, she's going to go to her family. Right. So it's kind of like, I can understand almost how it's like, you feel stuck. So it's like, I'm just going to wait for it to get better because I know it's going to get better. And right. Cause you come from this, you also come from this like mindset. Like he's never laid a hand on me before. Right. It's never, I, I either pushed him to this or work pushed him work. It was work. <laughs> yeah. Work pushed him to this or, you know, whatever it is, you know, life pushed him to this. Like it was an accident, whatever, until it happens again. And then you're like making an excuse again. And it's like, I I like to tell myself and believe and I know like if my husband would never but if you know my husband ever did lay a hand on me I just know he'd be like instantly dead because my dad <laughs> and my brothers would be like my whole family would just show yeah. up at my house yeah but um you know he never has and I think it's easy to say like never experiencing it being like I would just walk out yeah you know, what you would like, do whatever tell yeah. you yeah yeah, like what, what, I, what, all of the options that you could do, right? It's just easy. I'd go stay, oh, I'd go stay at Cody's house. <laughs> yeah. Dwight's got my back. But, you know, it's so easy to say all these things and then until you put it into motion, even if you did, did leave, right? And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I know, I know, I know, I know that is a huge thing that yeah. abusers do is I'm sorry. I won't ever, I'm sorry. Please don't yeah. leave me. Da, 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 yeah. da, right. And that's kind of how you fall like, all right, well, I've done 10 years of my life with this man. Like, Right. It's not all I know, but it's basically all I know, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. I, I wouldn't really know how to function outside of this because it's just like we've done life together for 10 years. You know, our decisions are mutual and, you know, we've raised kids and moved and our families are integrated, you know? Like even if I didn't want anything to do with my husband, I'm still tied to his family because I have his kids. So, you know, my yeah. mother-in-law, my father-in-law, they would still want to see their grandchildren and they have a great relationship. But it's just like – it's so easy to talk the talk instead of walk the walk. I think, yeah, I think so too because you know you don't know. Like, I think also is I don't think it's always all all bad. I think that you have those moments of like where it's really good for probably a couple months, and then it gets really bad for a little while, and then you convince yourself that you're ready to go, and then it gets really good again. And I can say like I was in a really bad relationship in high school, and granted a high school relationship and a marriage are totally different things. But at the time, like I really thought that was like my soulmate who I was going to end up with. And it was toxic. It was not good at all. Granted, like it wasn't normal because when he would hit me, I would just hit him back. So we would literally fist fight each other. (laughs) I'm not saying to do that, but I'm just saying like, that was just my situation was not a good situation, but the hurtful and mean things that he said to me still bothered me to this day. Like not because of like who said it, it was because of what was said to me, you know, emotional scars are really hard to take away take mm. like for example with my dad my dad is 100% an abuser and um and I I watched him for years and I used to think to, about my stepmom I'm like why don't you just leave just fucking leave what are you doing mm. and I remember one time it was really really bad and we all got in the car. I mean, it was so bad that I was on my stepmom's side. Like, I was like, I, I'm not doing that. You're fucking crazy. Like, no, you're not going to do this to me. As a, I was an adult at the time. And we got in the car, and her daughter was not quite 18 yet, but she was in high school. And she looked at her mom and was just like, can we please get out of this situation? And she looked at her with tears in her eyes, and she said, and where do you want me to go? I have no job. I have no money. I, where do you want me to go? I have nowhere to go. And I thought for a second, like, 
wow, I feel so terrible for all these years judging her of being like, you know, how, like, how little are you to stay in this? Like, cause you know, he wasn't hitting her, but he was so mean and malice with his words. And, you know, obviously he was a drunk. And so it was just a bunch of things on top of it. Um, but not, after I heard her say that I totally had a different perspective on domestic violence um, survivors, because it's like, you know, I get it. Like now that I'm an adult and I live in a one income family and I, you know, they had my sister Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, who they kind of hid a lot of it from. She saw the explosions, but for the most part, they tried to play this like happy family in front of her. And so, like you said, it's like, she had all these things keeping her there. And it's just like, it wasn't bad all the time. It's just whenever he, decided well today's gonna be the day I blow up and sometimes I think these men think like they know like well where's she gonna go what's she gonna do like you know so I'm just gonna do what I want to do and you're gonna just put up with it because you have nowhere to go and 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 no say and the sad thing is is they've been divorced for mm, about 10 years now I think and she still lives with those scars of that relationship I talked to her here and there and you know, she tells me it's really hard to have the relationship that I have now because I'm so mentally scarred from what I went through with your dad. And I'm like, girl, me too. (laughs) You know, because it's just crazy. And you just never realize how hard it is to leave because your mind will play those tricky little games on you. It's like, well, remember when he told me he loved me? Remember when it was really good? Remember when he brought me home flowers and stuff? And as a woman, you know, we all love those thoughtful, kind gestures. And unfortunately, a lot of abusers are narcissists and they know how to, Mm -hmm. they know how to manipulate the situation to where it's like, okay, well, yeah, I did just beat the hell out of you. Or yeah, I just totally crushed your soul with, terrible words but I know and then you can meet some of the kindest like it's strange right you can meet some like the most kindest men and then behind closed doors like you would never guess it right and I think that's one thing that they use against it is like nobody would believe you yeah like I'm kind I'm you know I'm like they put on this facade in order to cover it up right and so it's kind of like you're kind of just like hmm that didn't add up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that yeah, didn't add up if you're definitely. like you know paranoid like that Cody and I we kind of talk and we'd like hmm, did they say that weird <laughs> like, did, did, what did my husband say today this is so weird to you yeah. like um and I think that it, there's just so many things that go into it and it's just kind of hard everybody's situation is going to be different you know maybe they know you know where to put the bruise you know like yeah. oh you can't you what are you going to do show people your stomach in public no definitely yeah. not and nobody's going to ask or yeah you know like Cody said emotional um it's not always physical it might be you know whatever it is whatever it is is it's if we raise awareness for it I feel like the more stories you hear the more survivors there are yeah you know she gave me I've seen I've seen TikTok. Okay, we're old, but like, shush, I like TikTok. Um, I've seen this story on TikTok, and she she finally I don't know if we follow her or not, and I can't remember my name her name for the life of me, but um, I watched her her video, and she kind of like said, you know, I was a, a 
abuse survivor. And when I finally got the courage to leave, I wrote my story. She wrote her story and published it in a book. And she said the amount of messages I got that either tell me I you gave me the courage to leave. Um, you inspired me like I'm in it. How do I get out? Like so many things. And I think people need to see those stories yeah, of survival definitely. they need to say like hey she survived she was a victim of emotional abuse or she was a victim of physical abuse the exact same right he broke yeah. down the door came through you know and hurt me that's exactly what happened to her if she can get out of it i can get out of it yeah. you know she had four kids i have one or i have none like if she can get out of it i can get out of it maybe i reach out to her or maybe yeah you know we don't have all the words but reach out to us and we will whatever we do you know figure out how to help you in whatever way um you know either send you to the girls who interview with us this month or whatever it is like you can reach out to somebody you know I know there's a lot of times they're like oh they won't believe you but we will there will be plenty of people that will you know there is so many people on those wives pages who are like oh this is a facade and it's like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like we can figure out the details later right now we just get them out of the situation yeah if we get them out of the situation they can't be hurt and we can figure out where to go from there we can assess and see you know what we like like Dwight and the the person with him right yeah um he was like you know I don't really know what to do but this is too much of a serious accusation to kind of just sweep it under the rug so let's assess the situation yeah definitely and I think think people don't realize either that you know like you have resources and I think sometimes it's a little safer to not safer I don't think you're ever it's ever safe to have a domestic violence issue in your marriage but there are resources through the military if you are experiencing said issue and you know there there are things there are leaders who want to help you and I know a lot of people think like oh well it just gets sweeped under the rug and nobody cares and stuff but that's that's not always the truth and if that's something that we can help you find said resources for like we wouldn't be coffee if we weren't trying to help people who are Mm -hmm. in these situations and we always say like you know we can only tell our story we can't we couldn't come on here and tell a story of domestic violence because neither of us have lived a domestic violence situation in our marriage Uh, have I have we had experiences where we've seen it yes but that's why we felt like it's so important to have these ladies come on and speak about these things this month because nobody can tell this story better than them each of them have their own unique story to tell and I'm telling you like these are not ones that you're going to want to miss because they are I really feel at least I know the person that I am inviting to interview with I know her story is one of hope and one that is going to inspire anybody going through this she she fought like hell I'm not gonna say that she you know you know she fought like hell but I think if she knew what her reward would be after like I I think the day that she left him she was probably scared as hell and didn't know what to what was to come but I think if God were to grant her like hey let me show you what your life's gonna be like in five years I think she would have found the courage even earlier maybe to go like and I think all I I hope all of the stories honestly bring you they're so different and as far as we we obviously don't live their lives we couldn't tell you everything but as far as what we can see they're very happy right now you know they I know a huge thing of um abuse survivors is that you know you feel unlovable or you will never be loved again and I can tell you that 
one of these survivors, she is in one of the best relationships ever. Like it is so sweet to see them together and their kids together. And you just, you even hear her talk about her That's husband. That's what I was and just going can, to say. Yeah. You just can just see how in love she was and is. And you're just like, you came through this out such like, I don't want to say like a better person, but like so much stronger. And like, like I said, just looking at her and meeting her and until I knew her story, I was just like, I can't imagine you like you going through this and you know how much faith and love and like trust you put into your husband now. And just to see like, you can still have that happy ending fairy tale. She's so in love with her husband. I think they just celebrated like eight years, seven years. I don't know. So it's been such a long time, but you wouldn't even know. Like, you wouldn't know. She's very vocal about it, but you wouldn't know unless she told you, you know, yeah. that this is what happened and, you yeah. know, that she went through such a bad – and I believe she was married to him. Um, She can correct me if I was wrong, but she went through such a bad marriage that, like, for me, like, me and my husband will joke about it, and he's like, if I die, will you get remarried? And I was like, nah, I'm done. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm I ain't done. It. I don't no. need anything else. Like, I'm okay. Uh, love of my life. That's it. Um. But, you know, for her to be able to find happiness again, it's truly – I just think I hope that all of the stories are one of hope for all of you guys. And if you know a survivor or you know somebody going through it, please share it with them. Let them yeah. hear it. Maybe drop them a link, buy them a coffee, do something, um, and let them hear it for themselves. Yeah. Like, I – it's such a scary topic and it's hard to kind of be like, if like, if I knew Cody was going through it, you know, and you know, Dwight checked her phone and everything, like, how do I yeah. get this to her? Maybe just tag yeah. her or, you know, how, do, how do I get it to her? Like, I know she needs to hear this story. I know she needs this encouragement. Like, how do I get it to her? Um, but anyway, you figure it out. I think, I think, or I hope this brings, you know, inspires you to leave the situation you're in. If you need to, um, yeah. I hope or, it inspires or to rally. you. A rally around the person who yeah, needs rally to leave, around you know. Somebody. Um, I hope it gives you, you know, courage to be like, hey, you know, um, she made it so alive. Times yeah. are tough right now. I just left, but I'm gonna be okay. You know, yeah, maybe in ten definitely. years I will find the love of my life again. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, some of them do. I mean, they don't all end up with happy endings. And if we, you know, Gabby Petito, I right. they don't all end up with happy endings. And I think if we can voice just a little bit of that if we can get somebody out of a bad situation that's a win for us I think if we can inspire somebody and encourage somebody and utilize coffee you know we might catch backlash for we catch backlash for everything so (laughs) if we blink wrong we catch backlash yeah so it ain't nothing new to us you know um share it maybe somebody doesn't comment you know but maybe they do listen or however it may be but we just want to prepare you for the upcoming upcoming month. We have three guest speakers. Um, they will remain anonymous, but we, um, I don't know, we're just going to let them pour out their hearts and yeah, tell their stories and any, any insight that they have on, you know, finding the courage to leave what I think. I think that's the most important part is finding out what triggers you of what you won't stand for anymore. You know, I think each of them probably had their moment where they're like, okay, I can't do this anymore because this, this, and this is too important for me. Or, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to die. <laughs> like, I think some of them have to come to that such that yeah. realization where it's like, it's life or death. And I'm sorry, but I'm not meeting Jesus over you. So it's time to go. And so I, I'm excited to hear 
hear all of them just kind of say what you they may need hear to say. us blubber <laughs> I will oh cry. <laughs> for sure for sure for sure but consider this your trigger warning um letting you know of what's to come at the next three episodes like we're not naive to the fact that maybe not everybody wants to hear this if you're not in the spot to listen to this right now we totally understand and we hope that you'll mm-hmm. come back and listen to them when the time is right for you to listen to them um And listen, if you are being a supportive person for somebody, I think the best way to support them is just to listen and say, what do you need from me? Don't push them. Don't be like, listen to these episodes. Listen to she, she left. You can do it too. Like you got to let everybody like run their race at their own time. And I think that's probably terrifying to be somebody on the outside watching somebody you love go through it. But I think also you have to respect the process of knowing that this is not something where you just like, I'm okay. Well, I've had enough. I'm going to leave. You know, it, it, it takes time. So if you are not in a spot mentally, to listen to this, like Felicia said, maybe you are in a, in a relationship where it's, it could be dangerous for you to listen to. Um, if your abuser were to see you listening to something like that. Um, so just know that, listen, we love you and we will pray fiercely over your situation. We will Mm -hmm. pray for God to deliver you out of whatever you are going through, whether it's emotional, um, financial, um, physical, anything like that. Um, if you cannot listen to the next three episodes, we stand by you and just know that if we have to be silent with you, we'll be silent with you and Mm -hmm. praying for you, but please, please, please find the courage and find a way to protect yourself because yeah. Or if you want to share your story, send it to us and we will anonymously send it to you. I'll be quite frank when I know it can leave some deep scars and that it's super scary. And I was so nervous to even ask. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, how do I approach this? And I, I 100% gave them because as vocal as she can be, her life is not out there and that I, you just don't know how to approach it. Right. And so I even told Cody, like, I want to take, I want to tread cautiously. Like yeah. I don't want her to feel uncomfortable in any way. And when we presented this idea to the survivors, it was solely like a one, like the first thing I said was like, feel free to say no, like feel yeah. there's yeah. no pressure, whatever. I just, we want to be able to encourage somebody. And I think if you hear their stories, it might encourage you just a tad more than yeah. what we could give you. So if you guys need anything, resources, you want to share your story, you, you know, need us to pray for a friend that you may know is going through the situation, reach out to us and, it's all on the download, but our platform is used for awareness and, you know, women empowerment. And I think if we can't speak on this topic, then we shouldn't speak at all. I think, yeah. And especially in the military community, like it, it, it it's not going to change unless we make some noise. Honestly, if, if we don't start standing up and saying, no, this is not okay you know better. You know, I think a lot of people don't understand that like these guys can get in big trouble. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of women say, I don't want him. I don't want him to get in trouble. I don't know what, no, get him in trouble. I'm sorry, but hello, your eye is black. Get him in trouble. Are you kidding me right now? And the military, I promise you this, if you make enough noise, 
they're going to get, they're going to get rid of the problem at which is your, which is your abuser. And I can tell you that for a fact. And that's because I laid beside my husband in bed last night, going through this with one of his soldiers. And I can tell you right now that there are leaders out there who want to make Mm -hmm. sure that women are not being abused 100%. So as we close this out, I just want to end it with, if you need help, I want to leave you guys. We did the same thing for trafficking, um, but the National Domestic Violence Hotline, you can reach them at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-787-3224. They are there 24-7, anonymous, confidential help if you need it or if you know somebody in a situation who may. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.